If you're an iPhone user that uses only iCloud to back up your iPhone, you're going to want to listen to this week's episode. Did you know that you're a simple bar trick away from losing access to all of your photos forever and being a victim to thousands of dollars of crime? If you're as surprised as I was, then you're going to want to listen to this week's episode. And also, by the way, I'm not sure Android folks are in the clear either. This is going to be a good show. Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restore It All podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup. And I have with me a guy who keeps bringing me more problems. <laughs> what uh, did I do this time? This, the, 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 the thing that we're doing the episode on. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know it was a problem. And you brought, you know, and you brought me in. And, and there, there's not, I don't know if there's really any good solutions to it. I think it's just, I think this is definitely, this is a... I think this is one where I think Apple needs to needs to help, which we're going we're going to talk about. Um, it's one of these where, wow, I'm glad I found out about it now, so that we can do some things, um, you know, to, to do at least one thing to to make it a little bit harder for someone to steal my information. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I don't know. It's just you just keep coming up with these just- problems for me. <laughs> to solve um and it's just you know sometimes i got better things to do than do you do you really though do you just don't know do i do i i mean i'm just i'm very busy like right now well i'm actually the thing i'm most busy right now is trying to solve the last problem that (laughs) you put in my head uh i'm still working on that uh which we're going to talk about Yep. Yeah. Anyway, I'll jump in before we get started on this week's episode, throw out our disclaimer. You're going to hear a bunch of opinions and they're ours, not necessarily our employers. And if you want to join the conversation, we definitely want to hear from you. You can, my DMs are open uh, at WC Preston on Twitter. Feel free to give me more problems to solve. <laughs> you know, hey, how do, how do we solve this problem? Yeah. If you've got questions, if you've got stuff you want us to talk about, uh, feel free to DM me. Uh, you can email me, wcurtispreston at gmail, or you can uh, go to LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash in slash Mr. Backup, and you will find me. And also rate us, if you would, please uh, go to your favorite podcatcher. If you like what we're doing, uh, then help other people find us. And also tell your friends, you know, you're like, hey, there's this really great podcast with these two fun guys that talk about, you know, some of the most boring topics in the world, but try to <laughs> try to make them interesting as much as we can. So this episode, I got to say, this woman that did this research, uh, there's actually two part and there is a YouTube video that she did, which uh, we'll put a link to it in the show description so that you can watch. Joanna Stern. Joanna Stern. Thank you. I was the one that wrote it. But I think I'm going to have you describe the scenario. Yeah. So basically, she was reached out to by someone, a victim. Mm -hmm. And what had happened was he was at a bar and his phone got stolen. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And the next day he went to try to sort of log in, change his password, all the rest, and he got locked out. Right. And then he realized that there was a whole bunch of, I don't know if it was like Venmo or PayPal or whatever else, but there was a whole bunch of transactions, financial transactions, Mm -hmm. right? Purchases made from his phone and he had no way to access his phone. He was locked out of his Apple account, right? He had no access to anything. He tried reaching out to Apple support. They weren't able to help him. He tried reaching out to Apple's legal and escalating it. They said, sorry, there's nothing we can do to help you. He was willing to fly out to Apple or even like and show his like social security number, his driver's license, all sorts of information to prove it was his account. And it was so important to him because on his phone, he was using iCloud and he had a bunch of pictures of his eight-year-old daughter at, who's currently eight years old, right? But since she was a baby. And so he was like, I just want access to all of my pictures of my kid, right, which was stored in that iCloud account that I am now currently locked out of. Yeah. And and that that core problem right there, you know, losing access to all this data that in his case, irreplaceable, very precious data is the core problem behind the thing I was alluding to earlier uh, about. Uh, backing up data that is on a device like an iPhone. And we're, we're going to get to that in a minute. But there, there's a bigger problem here. And that is, you know, that you also mentioned is that uh, because I saw other messages about people uh, that had basically once the phone, once they, the, the attacker had physical access to the phone and their passcode, that they also did a bunch of uh, unauthorized transactions. Like I remember somebody saying $40,000 in mm-hmm. Apple pay transactions. And so the, the core thing here is that the, the attacker, the thief, basically it's, it's an old school hack, but mm-hmm. it requires two things. One is they need to observe you typing in your passcode in a public place. And mm-hmm. then the second is then they need to steal your phone. And the thing is, if you if you think about that, both of those things are pretty easy to do uh, as an attacker, right? Meaning yeah. that in a public environment, in a public yeah. environment, right? So it's very common for you to, you know, some people want to use Face ID to to log in, others want to use their passcode. Sometimes Face ID doesn't work, and so you put in your passcode. You're not really thinking, I think, at least the average person, maybe. Somebody that's focused like on cybersecurity might. Yeah, yeah, nobody's thinking about who's around <laughs> me. Like you should be thinking about, you know, you really should be thinking about the, um, it, it's like you typing in a pin at an ATM, right? Yep. You should be, cu- or typing in your pin at a PayPal or at a a pay, what do you, what do you call that? The, you know, point the, of sale? Yeah, point of sale. Thank you. Um, you. You typing in your pin number there. You should be thinking about privacy and hopefully you're concealing it. But you should be having that same level of concern when you're in public. Mm-hmm. And I think that two things. One is I think that people don't think that way, yeah. number one. And number two, in a bar, they might be slightly compromised mentally. Yeah. <laughs> so they might not be yeah. thinking about that. And and, and, and I think there's also another aspect there, Curtis, is I don't think people realize how connected phones are these days to like what access it has once someone gets access to your phone. 
right? Right. People right. who have like financial account logins and apps on their phone, people who have like you're talking about like Apple Pay and credit card information, right? PayPal and Venmo. Yeah. All of that stuff is on there and people just don't realize like the wealth of knowledge and uh, that an attacker who compromises your phone can take. And the one thing I want to talk about is like people are probably thinking, oh, but they don't have my Apple ID password. How can they get access to my data and lock me out? Right. And so I think just briefly touching on that. Right. So on your phone, once you have the passcode and once you have the phone, right, you can go to settings. Once you have the passcode, you can change the face ID. You can reset the Apple ID password directly from your phone, right? And so what an attacker does is they go do those two things, and now you're locked out. Now, in most cases, you're like, oh, I could just do like forget my password on Apple ID, and they'll send me a code, and I can log in. Well, now what they're doing as well is there's a concept in Apple called a recovery key, which is, I think, a 28-digit key that Apple creates that if you if you create that key... You can't go do I forgot my password anymore because right. that doesn't work. Right? Well, without Once you the key. do that, yeah, without the key, yeah. right? That's the only way you can get access. Just right. knowing the passcode is password isn't enough. And so what they're doing is they're creating this, and Apple doesn't give you a way to protect it easily, right? right. They kind of went the approach of let's make the user experience very simple to regenerate right. these keys, right? And they didn't realize that this is what attackers are doing. They lock you out of your account. They change your passcode. They create a recovery key, and now you, as the victim, you have no access to anything and, with that Apple ID. Yeah, so they change your passcode, they change your Apple ID password, and they change the recovery key, right? Even if you have a recovery key, they change it. And they, they're going to do this. I'm guessing they're going to do this pretty quickly, but maybe they might not do it really quickly. Um, but I, I think that I, I don't... Well, I'm, I'm going to say I definitely didn't think that that was possible. I didn't really think yep. about... right. Um, what happens if somebody gets my passcode? I rarely type my passcode in public. Well, let's face it. I'm rarely in public, right? I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm not hanging out in bars, right? I'm not hanging out in bars uh, at this point, you know. Uh, but I think if, you know, a younger person might be hanging out in bars more often. And um, the, just any bars or restaurants, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. But, but but here's another point, right? So during the pandemic, my wife and I, we would go to go grocery shopping. And at the time, we were ma- we were wearing masks, right? And right. on our phones, Face ID doesn't work. So, of course, you pull out your phone. You need to look up like, hey, what am I supposed to buy? And you sit there and you have to type your passcode. Right, right, right. And, right? and, and so, this is a public yeah. place. And people may not realize and be aware because it's like, hey, we're just in a grocery store. Why does it matter? But it's like, nope, that's yet another situation. Right, right. Yeah. Again, I don't go to the grocery store. <laughs> That's what I say. Like my wife does most of the shopping. My wife shops for my clothes. She says, you know, she's great. Fine, fine, fine. How about Costco? Costco. Okay. Okay. I'm a Costco addict. Right. And and um, given you, right, and yeah. knowing how you are with your phone, how many times have you sort of left your phone somewhere and walked away? It's never, I've never lost my phone. I've never misplaced my phone. You're spewing lies. In public? <laughs> I'm saying you're spewing lies. Yeah, I, I've left definitely left my phone. Yeah, so so basically, it, it's a combination of they 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 observed you typing in your passcode, and then you left your phone. You know, either they did a they did a brush pass and 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 did a pit yeah. pocket situation, or you laid it down on the bar, and then they store your phone, right? And you may yeah. think, well, I would never leave my phone. I'm going to say nonsense to that. I, even yeah. if you're the least 
absent-minded person. Uh, you know, and also if you are in a bar situation a or brush, a crowded a, place, yeah, yeah, any sort of crowded situation, a brush pass, uh, is extremely easy to do. Um, you know, if you've ever seen, you know, th- these movies that you, you see it sometimes in the movies, but if you are a good pickpocket, you can literally, you know, and, and they, they just, they, they feel nothing. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the two thing that the two things that you should be doing is protecting your passcode when you're in public and the other being protecting your phone when you're public. If you do either of those things successfully in a public place, you wouldn't be subject to this. But um, the the next thing, <laughs> what's that? But things happen, right? So yeah. we have, let's see, three things, right? So three things that you should be looking at. And let's start with what I think is the most basic one first, which is what should be what should you be doing if you have valuable photos on your phone, persona? Or any valuable data, you should be backing it up. Yes, of course. you should be backing it up. Uh, right. If you have any data that's valuable anywhere, you should be backing it up. And you say to me, you say to me, but Curtis, I have iCloud. What's the response to that? Well, A, I don't use iCloud. Right. But I will ask the question, but Curtis, you use iCloud. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, so two things. One is <laughs> iCloud is not a backup. iCloud is a synchronization tool. Okay. At best, iCloud is a second place to store exactly the same thing that's on your phone. So if mm-hmm. someone hacks your phone or hacks the iCloud account, they can delete one and it synchronizes and deletes the other. That's, mm-hmm. It's not a backup. It's a synchronization tool. That's that's a really important thing to understand. Number two, if you, as I do, have the optimized storage option turned on, uh, what's stored on your phone is actually a thumbnail of the image or video, and the actual image or video is up in the cloud, which means that mm-hmm. the, the actual thing that you're trying to protect, I think with this with this victim that started this whole story, he probably would have taken the, the thumbnails and he would have been, yeah. he would have been happy. happy. But, yeah. you know, you want those high-res versions and those are only in Apple, which means the data that most people really value if they turn on that option, which I think most people turn on because they don't want to buy a 256 gigabyte iPhone, right? Um, and, uh, but it, it's only stored in the cloud. So it's yep. not, it's so it is n- absolutely not a valid way to back up your iPhone. So, um, well, uh, well, and if you get locked out, like we've been talking about, and right? if, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you get, which is the whole point of this story, right? If you get, yeah. if you get locked out of iCloud, if you get locked out of your Apple account, which is what will happen if your phone is stolen and they have the passcode, if you get locked out, you won't be able to access that iCloud version. Yep. Right. Um, and it's a pretty big deal. So really what's the only solution to that? Back up your data to something other than iCloud. (laughs) Right. Right. Which, um, I'll just, I'll just quickly, um, throw this out. There's two quick options that I've been, I'm experimenting with right now that so far appear to work and we're going to, but we're going to have another complete episode about this uh, coming up and that's Google photos and uh, a product called iDrive. iDrive is a just an independent backup product. I'd say between the two, so far I like I, I like the functionality provided by iDrive better. Uh, it's also less expensive than Google Photos, 
But Google Photos is a little bit more of a full-featured photo app, whereas iDrive is just a backup app. Um, yeah. But but there'll be those, a full episode on this. Yeah, yeah there'll be a full episode on that coming up because uh, I'm still I'm still sort of researching that. I'm also looking, and also I'm. By the way, one of the things I like about the iDrive app is that it works for both uh, iPhone and Android. Google Photos works for Android, but it has the same problem that iDrive or iPhotos does for iPhone users. So I wanted a yeah. an option for those. Um, yeah, so that's um, and it's 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 incredibly affordable. It's not something. It's incredibly affordable. It's very non invasive. Turn it on and you know set it and forget it. And it if this yeah. was to happen to you, at least you wouldn't lose access to all of your um, specifically your photos and videos. Right. Um, so I have a, do have a question. I know we yeah. will cover this later. If this scenario happened to you and you had the iDrive software installed on your phone, mm-hmm. can an attacker go and delete all your data from the iDrive app on your phone? Uh, no, no, because specifically if they've got your phone, they only, they have a very limited uh, set of functionality. functionality available on the phone. Uh, they would okay. need your iDrive password and log into iDrive itself, the, the website, okay, uh, to be able to delete can old I, can, backups. Can, can I ask the next question? Sure. So, then <clears> I don't <throat> know how it works with Dashlane, but if someone was using like the iCloud keychain and they had access to your phone, they had your password, they changed your Apple uh, Apple ID password. Could they get access to your iCloud keychain now? Yeah. And get access to any password store there? Yeah. So don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that 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 <laughs> Yeah. I'm not a fan of Apple's keychain, right? I mean we we you know, we've yeah. talked about I'm glad you again, see, this is what I'm talking about. You're just good at coming up with problems. But yeah, don't uh, this is why, you know, we talked about you know, we're we're full supporters of password managers. Uh, we we just did the the last pass episode, and um, you know I, I just published it, which will go live just uh, uh, t- uh, this weekend. But the and if you haven't checked that out, it, it's basically the lessons that we learned from the last pass episode. Mm-hmm. But um, the um, I lost my train of thought. Where were you asking? <laughs> oh yeah, so we talked <laughs> about iCloud you know, keychain. Yeah, so yep. iCloud keychain and uh, using uh, your the Chrome password manager still better than nothing, but it puts you at a real risk of other exploits. Uh, because, for example, if somebody can log into Chrome, they can export your passwords, and that you know they mm-hmm. can do whatever they want. Same thing with iPhone. If they change your passcode. Um, then they have access to the to the key vault, and then they can use it to do other things. Now, I, I highly doubt that an attacker who's just trying to steal money uh, is going to yeah. also want to go attack my photo backup and iDrive. I don't even think. I think there the security by obscurity uh, is in your favor, yeah. but yeah. it is possible, right? Um, yeah, uh, but they can also log into. They could do more scary things like logging into your. Uh, Bank Financial accounts and do things like that, yeah. right? Um, yep. But like, and, and that's why with Dashlane, it requires me to put in my um, my password Master or password. Uh, my face. Um, uh, you know, so wait, um, that's it. What? Well, you got to have the phone. Yeah, so they have your phone. 
Yeah, and then it, it's they have gonna, your passcode. They can no, change no, no. your it's face a separate ID. Dashlane passcode. The master password. It, it is the Dashlane master sorry, password for, they would need. Okay, so you need to enter your Dashlane password and then also either a code or no, your face. No, you you need the phone and yeah. the master password or the phone okay. and my face. Can they put a new face ID in? Um, I think when you, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> no, okay, no. So yes, they could put in a new face, but when you do that, it, I'm, I'm sure we got to check this. I would hope. Yeah, I hope I'm that sure they don't that when you associate. put in a new face on Face ID, it deactivates anything that was using Face ID, and then you have to re-enable okay. re it. Like in this case, Dashlane, you would have to re-enable Face ID with. Um, with a, the um, new face, with the new, with yeah. the new, and master you'd have password. to enter, you'd, you'd put in the master yeah. password. I don't know that for okay. a fact, uh, but I believe it with all my heart. <laughs> right now I would hope so. Yeah, I would hope so. Uh, see again, giving me more problems. Uh, we gotta, we gotta go check that. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll change my face ID to somebody else and see if it still works with with Dashlane, or but just do it yourself. Yeah. Oh, I guess I could do a new face ID with my own face, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't have to use somebody else's. <laughs> so good news and bad news. The good news is that Dashlane at least did the right thing. So again, the worry here is that in this scenario, a hacker steals my phone and my passcode. They're now in my phone essentially as me. Face ID won't let them into Dashlane, and uh, they don't know my Dashlane password, so they can't do that. But what if they re-enable Face ID, basically put their face in the place of mine? What would Dashlane do? The really good news is that Dashlane said, uh, no, Face ID is new since the last time, and so you need to put in your master password. That is great news. The bad news is Venmo and PayPal did not behave that way. So using Face ID on Venmo and PayPal didn't seem to help. Uh, I So first off, just a reminder, I do believe strongly in password managers. I believe strongly in third-party password managers like Dashlane. And I think in this case, if you're not using Dashlane, I would then go check with your password manager, re-enable Face ID, basically putting a new face in there, and then seeing what your password manager does. I'd love to hear back from you again. DM me at WC Preston on Twitter. So, so what's our next one here? And that is, um, if your phone is ever misplaced or stolen immediately, not later this evening, but immediately borrow a friend's phone, borrow a friend's computer, go to the nearby web terminal, whatever you can, log into your iCloud account immediately and put your phone as lost. Now, yep. having said that, um, that's going to be a problem if you're on an unknown device, right? Yep. Because iCloud has MFA, right? So yep. um, hopefully you go ahead. What were you going to say? And And this is where I think make sure on your iPhone, you set up recovery contacts. Right. Yes. So you can assign in Apple yeah. right on your phone to say, OK, if I'm coming from a if I coming from a device that I don't or unauthorized device, then 
I don't, I'm not able to receive the two-factor authentication. So right. here are other people you can contact that I trust and they'll send them the code there and then you can get it from them and use that to now access your Apple account. Right, right. Um, and so uh, you could basically call your, call your friend, wife, whatever, um, and say, hey, I need you to really quickly log into my, you know, or authenticate me so that I can... Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and it's very simple. They just need an Apple device, and they say, "Yep, the person is good to go." And then you're right. you get access. so that you can log in and deactivate the phone, or you know, put the phone as lost, because uh, that's the yep. thing you want to do really quickly, um, so that the and, and then what you're hoping at that point is that the person hasn't yet done the thing, right? If yep. the moment they steal your phone, they immediately lock you out, then there's not there's not much you're going to do. But what's the final thing? which is, as far as I can tell, the best option in terms of preventing the theft. Uh, you want to talk about that? And, yeah. And this is a feature which I don't think many people actually know about or those who know about no. it associate it with Kit. Yes. Right? It's yes. a feature Apple has called Screen Time. Right. Which allows you to sort of monitor how much usage, who's using what apps, and typically you use it for your kids, right? So right. you can give your phone or your iPad to a kid. They could use certain apps within it, but they can't get to like settings. They can't load all content, right? It does content right. filtering and other things like that. Right. But it also has a feature which allows you to say, okay, when I enable screen time and it's my own device, I can also restrict certain content and certain privacy settings, if you will. And one yep. of those, when you enable it, is to not allow account changes or passcode changes. Right, right. Without, without asking for a different passcode. And I think that's the key, right? It's yeah, the that's the key. Yeah. So you, first thing you do is you, you, you create a screen time passcode, which is a, it's only a four digit, by the way. Create a screen time passcode. Uh, mine is 7777, just so you know. Um, and then 6666. <laughs> And then, uh, so you create that and then you go into, so you go into this app, it's called screen time. And by the way, that's two words, screen time, uh, not to be confused with FaceTime, which is one word. And then, um, you go into content and privacy restrictions, and then you scroll down to passcode changes and account changes and changes to don't allow. Um, right. So basically if you're logged, well, it means that whenever you're logged into your phone and you want to change the passcode or account changes, you're going to need to enter the screen time passcode. Don't forget it. Um, yeah. But but if you forget it, yeah, it's not the end of the world because you can still reset it if you can log into your Apple ID on, say, a different device or on the web or other things right, like that. Right, right, right. But yeah, that that if anything, this this maybe just slows them down. It just slows them down, giving you time. Um, and they will be locked out if they enter the passcode uh, incorrectly too many times. Um, the, uh, um, I think it's a good thing, but I think like we talked about, right. For this option, I don't think anyone knows about it. I didn't know about this. I that it could be it. used in this way. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Basically protecting you. Yeah. Somebody grabbing your device, changing it so that they can't change the passcode, um, without this other passcode. Right. And this is a passcode and this one never enter in public, <laughs> right? Never, never, never enter this. This is a super secret passcode. Um, Apple could do better here. They talk about yeah. this Apple, even if like, I am a little disappointed to hear that even if you can prove that you're that person, right. Uh, that Apple will not, uh, get you back into your own account. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't know if that's, is this one of those things where that this is a security feature that in, in other words, I like, think, like I, they can't I reset your passcode. Yeah, I think because at this point you're sort of using device level key, right? That's why once you create the recovery key, uh-huh. they can no longer do the reset because they don't have the other half right, to be able right. to actually access the data. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, I think Apple needs a better option than what they currently have. Um, and now, and maybe with this coverage in Wall Street Journal, uh, maybe it will change that. So yeah. Um, or, or the other thing is if you and I know this is kind of limited to Apple ecosystem, but some people have multiple devices, right? So just do a verify on a different device right? when you are like changing your recovery key, right? You do this in other places, right? Where it's like pops up and so it's like, Hey, so-and-so is asking, do you authorize it? Right. Right. So. right. Yeah. Um, I, I am curious to know to what degree, is this an iPhone problem? Or is this an is this a also an Android problem? Ooh, I unfortunately haven't interacted with the Android ecosystem in a while. Yeah, me neither. Um, because so, I know Google has recovery keys, right, for right. Google accounts. Yeah. I just don't know if that applies on a Google device. I'm gonna have as to well. pull out my my backup Android device. I Ooh. have one, um, and just and just see what happens, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, you know, I hope this is helpful to folks. I mean, you know, in terms of the topics that we cover, right, we, you know, we, we're concerned about you and your data. And so there are multiple ways to protect your data, one of which is to, is to, uh, oh, there was one other, by the way, one other thing that we didn't talk about. And that is when it talks about um, payment methods that are on your phone, make sure that whatever you connect as a payment method on your phone has protection built into it. For example, you know, Visa cards, MasterCards, debit cards, um, these all have, and maybe Apple Pay itself. I don't know if Apple Pay itself has protection built into it, but if you're using, um, and, and, and you should look into that, right? Because yeah. what happens if you get subject to this and then someone just takes 40, you know, they charge $40,000 worth of stuff. Um, and then boom, your account's wiped out and you can't get that data back. So what I'm saying is let's, let's assume Apple Pay doesn't have any protections built into it. If you directly connect it to your checking account via the account number, um, not your debit card, you have no protection if Apple Pay doesn't I, provide any protection. I think your bank account only does $50. I don't think so. I, I think that that is only via if they do it via debit card um i don't i don't know um you know we're we're not financial uh (laughs) advisors or whatever uh look into look into that right uh venmo paypal all of these things right um what are the protections on them i I am curious Um, i think it's also consider what you do on your iphone or on your phone, right? Ask yourself the question, do I really need that on my phone? Do I need access 24 by seven to my financial account on my phone? Like one of the things I do is, so I like with my bank that I can do mobile deposits. Right. Right. And so, but to do that, I need the app. So what do I do? I install the app. 
I do my bubble deposit. I delete the app. But in the case, oh, and that's I'm interesting. Probably- that's a little much. I mean, it, because I at least with those apps, you need the pa- you need a separate passcode to get into those apps. Um, but but like uh, like Venmo though. Let's see if I go to Venmo because I have Venmo. Um, boom! I'm in Venmo. Yep. Right. There's no, no passcode. There's required. no passcode for Venmo. Uh, and there's no passcode for app. Well, no Apple Pay. You need us. You need to put in face your ID. Fa- face ID. That's what I normally use. But what's your backup? It's your passcode, isn't it? Changed. Yep. Right. Mm. Mm. I wonder if anyone's done threat modeling on this. Interesting. Um. Yeah, but Venmo uh, and PayPal. But PayPal, if because I have PayPal on my phone as well. With PayPal, uh, yeah, okay, it just logged me in with Face ID. <laughs> so with PayPal, with PayPal, I need to put in my PayPal password or Face ID. Yeah. We really need to check out the Face ID situation. Yeah. Um, again, um, oh, look, I just spent $203 at uh, via PayPal. Oh, to Costco. Buy, to buy, no, to buy tickets to go see um, oh. the musical Six. It's the... It's the six wives of King Henry VIII. So anyway, it's a musical. It, it and it's funny. It's got um, it's got a modern take on it. But anyway, so I just I just bought tickets to that to go see it in July. I'm very excited about that. Um, no one cares. Anyway, so <laughs> everybody's like, "Well, this okay. is kind of, this is kind of the end." So uh, we've come up with some new problems. This is what I'm saying. Like I said in the beginning, you just give me more problems. Uh, well, I, I think I think it's not problems. It's awareness. Awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be aware. Uh, your phone is, a, you know, it's an it's an attack point. It's an attack vector. Right. Yeah. Um, and there are there are some things that you can do to prevent it. Uh, number one. Right. Don't put your passcode in public and be really careful about what you do with your phone in public. Number two mm-hmm. uh, is this um, screen time feature that you can uh, put in place. And well, I should have said, this is number one, number one, back up your stuff via yeah. something that isn't iCloud or Google photos. Yeah. If you use an Android um, yeah. and uh, we're going to do another episode on that. Yep. Any final Oh, thoughts? the other thing I wanted to mention, yeah, the one thing we didn't touch upon, but it might be useful is if you do happen to use like an Apple watch, right. It does have a functionality to tell you, when your phone goes missing, right? Or when it goes too far away. So that might at least help you, you notice ahead of time. Can you with your Apple Watch um, say that your phone is lost? I don't know. That's another if question we you will can, have to ask. You can, you can. If you're uh, on Wi-Fi or okay. you have a Apple phone or an Apple Watch with a cell signal. Cell phone? Okay. Yeah. Um, because you have you have iCloud, you have um, fa- uh, Find My, oh. you have Find My in there. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, so if you if you do have that's a good point. If you do have an Apple Watch, uh, uh, then you could do that, right? Um, yep. I like that feature. Um, you just yep. lost your phone. I would immediately then go. Where is it? Yeah, I would immediately. Yeah, right. Um, all right, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell a funny story really quickly because it involves uh, my daughter and losing an iPhone in public. Right. So my daughter, uh, don't do this at home, kids. 
my daughter, who's, uh, let's see, 28, um, she, she lost her phone at a bar and she, um, she pulled up on her husband's phone. She pulled up the location of her phone. Have I told you this story yet? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I told you, okay. So this happened a couple months ago. So she, t- she, she pulled up the location of her phone. And so she saw that the location of her phone was now, um, several miles away at a house, uh, in interestingly enough in, uh, the neighborhood where my brother-in-law lives, right. Which okay. isn't the nicest neighborhood. <laughs> okay. And so she goes over there and she knocks on the door of the house wow. where her phone is pinging. Okay. And, um, the mother or she, did she knock? I think the mother was out in the front yard. Right. So there's a there's an older lady out in the front yard and she said, yeah, my phone is like pinging, um, you know, over here. And um, and she's like, well, I know, you know, whatever. And so she calls her. She calls her. um, uh, She said, well, you know, nobody here has your phone or whatever. I think maybe she went inside or something. And then my daughter being like this innocent, like, I I just don't understand. Like it's pinging. It's pinging inside your house. Right. And my daughter, she wasn't alone. She was with three Marines, but, but, yeah, okay. but that's pretty gutsy, she, but yeah. they weren't, they weren't armed. Right. So, yeah, yeah. so, so she's like, yeah, it's just, it's ping. Is there anybody in the house? Maybe that you could ask that maybe they found my phone. So she goes in and she gets the, her son, the woman's son is in the house. The woman's son comes out and it's the bouncer from the bar who helped them look for their phone. And it was like busted. And she got, she got her phone back. And I'm like, please don't do that. <laughs> please. Yeah. It's like, that, you never want you know, to go knocking. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, 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 when my brother-in-law found out that, that my daughter had been, you know, in his words had been going, you know, knocking on doors in the hood. <laughs> to look for her stolen phone. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe she, maybe she was worried about this story. Um, yeah, there you the, go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, uh, nice chat with you, persona. As always, Curtis. And yep. Yeah. yeah. We'll figure out some of these issues with face ID. Yeah. And also, uh, you know, thanks for listening folks and listening to my silly stories. And be sure to subscribe so that you can restore it all.
for once it'll be completely done